it's hard to ask for more than total domination. It's exactly what the 49ers got today. Total domination by their defense. A very good day offensively, even though there might have been some points left out there to be desired, you know, in that first half. I thought it was kind of a miracle that Jacksonville was only down 10 going into the locker room, but it really didn't matter when it was all said and done. Big plays defining the 49ers offense once again. We got ourselves uh, a serious defensive leap forward. And look, I don't know if this is Steve Wilkes coming out of the press box from down on high. I mean, I don't know if this is... It, oh. And his cleats touched the grass and everything happened. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it should matter that much, but whatever the 49ers did today, you keep that up. You keep doing that for the rest of this season. The season can still go as far as you want it to. We got victory formation. We got knees. We got a 34 to three Lead for the 49ers. They're going to take one more knee, and that's it. Steve Wilkes giving some hugs, getting some love, dapping it up. Cheers. With a few seconds left, we will officially be achieving some post-Gaiman Damon here, but what an afternoon for the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that was as dominant a game as I think that they've played all year in maybe the hardest environment against the most difficult on-fire opponent. Look, the Jacksonville Jaguars did not represent themselves well today. They are much better than three points against just about anybody. But that's how good the 49ers were, and this defense comes roaring. I mean, roaring back to life. We are ticking away 10 seconds. Hugs on the field. The Chase Young era has begun. And man, it seemed to bring out the very, very best in Nick Bosa. This defense finishes the day with five sacks and four takeaways. My goodness, that was impressive. Welcome to, to the Damon Bruce Show. A little post-game and Damon here with you. It's great to have you around. Thank you so much for stopping on by. Again, we're so aggressive. We get going at the two-minute warning. And why wouldn't? We get aggressive because that is what defined the 49ers all afternoon. They were very aggressive to the point where Sam Darnold is in there for a you-can-come-out-of-the-game Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy finished the afternoon 19-26, 296 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was borderline flawless throughout the day. The offensive line... Had some challenges, had some moments, but it looked like Feliciano gave a little bit better of an effort than we've seen up front. Um, and look, they didn't miss Aaron Banks as much as some had feared against this very good Jacksonville front. But man, the 49ers just, just got it done. And I I I'll tell you, the game was just tilted in their direction the entire time. It just felt like from the moment it kicked off, they were just establishing themselves right on that line of scrimmage. I mean, they come out, force a three and out right away, a sack on third down right away. First third down, Trevor Lawrence sees all afternoon. He's on his back. Second third down, Trevor Lawrence sees all afternoon. He's on his back again. And that's setting the tone. 
Then all of a sudden, turnovers start popping up. That keeps setting the tone. Had the 49ers offense clicked really early, this thing would have, could have, should have probably been over at halftime. But, man, the, the, the Niners even survived that really weird Ambry Thomas, you thought that he, you know, he he had taken it to the house after recovering a fumble, but because a third of the 49ers sideline came out on the field, it was an unsportsmanlike penalty on the return. So now all of a sudden you go back to like the 19-yard line where that fumble was recovered instead of being up now big. It's an opportunity to what? Maybe give the ball back. They're looking at a third and long there, and Brock completes maybe one of his most important passes of the entire day. Um, this job, this, this, the, the job that the 49ers needed to do, they punched the clock. They punched the clock on all ends. A really good day, even though there were some close field goals, close, you know, they, they, they count for three points just as much as right down the middle does. So Moody has a good day. Uh, Wishnowski and the punting unit had a good day. And it was an exemplary day, probably the best day of the year for the San Francisco 49ers defense. And the offense, when it was said and done, got back to looking like they looked in that first five-game winning streak, you know, 30 points. Once again, they're north of that. 21st downs, that's right on the season average. Um, not a great day on third down. They're just 4-12 on third down, but 437 total yards for the 49ers, 293 in the air, 144 on the ground. Probably, if we're really looking for something to criticize, I know it's NFL history. Like, you want to get McCaffrey that touchdown, but at the same point, like, if you got your starting quarterback out of the game, you should probably have Christian McCaffrey out of the game under any and all circumstances. Again, I understand why they wanted to get McCaffrey that touchdown. I get it. I get it. Thank God he doesn't, you know, something bad, something wrong, something terrible doesn't happen on those final few plays. But when it's all said and done, a great day, almost a criticism-free day for the 49ers. It felt like throughout the afternoon, one of the best plays the Jaguars had were some flags that came out, some deservedly so, maybe a few others exaggerated, but it was a day where I even thought the Niners didn't get a, a, a great whistle and they still overcame that in a way where there's no reason to even really talk about the officiating, even though it was, I mean, there were some procedural weird things from officials in this game. Not, you know, the, the Ambry Thomas thing revealed itself to be, all right, Niners sideline, you kind of screwed that up. But the, what, the, the, extra sort of icing of Moody. I don't know if there was a presumed touchdown there or, or a presumed timeout by the officials uh, for that field goal that Moody, again, by an eyelash right before the end of the first half, but um, really doesn't matter. I mean, this was a lot more than you know anything, a, a one-score game, a two-score game, a three-score game. It was 34-3 to three total utter domination from the San Francisco 49ers. I see an awful lot of great names, an awful lot of uh, uh, friendly faces and plusers into the chat already. If you're new here, if the algorithm brought me to you, welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. Welcome to Post Game and Damon. In case you're meeting me for the first time, I used to do pre and post game for the San Francisco 49ers for years, then didn't, 
Now here we are on YouTube getting it all back, baby, and it's an awful lot of fun. It's one of my favorite days to be on as soon as the game goes final, and this one looked like the 49ers have finally woken up from the three-game malaise, let's call it, the three games of uninspired football to play one of their most inspired afternoons of football this afternoon in Jacksonville. Dominant. I mean, really, a dominant, dominant game. Um... Matthew Ali saying, uh, Matthew A, excuse me, Matthew A, hit that like button. Absolutely thumbs up, like it all. Uh, Danny Golding TV, the Purdy we all know is back. Man, he just makes plays. And I'll tell you, you know, Brock Purdy, if we're being completely honest, you know, on that first drive of the afternoon, on the first drive of the afternoon, uh, it's, it's first and 10 inside the 15 Purdy looks like he's got a decent running lane around the left side there. And by the way, really nice to have Trent Williams back into the mix. It's amazing what a healthy Trent Williams and Debo do to just open up the possibilities of offense, the threat of offense, but back to that opening drive, you have seriously Brock Purdy looking like he can pick up probably five, six, seven yards here, but no, he sort of hangs around by the line of scrimmage. He's looking and and then Brock Purdy goes about breaking every single cardinal rule of on-field quarterbacking decisions. He is throwing off balance. He is throwing off balance, running away from his strong side. He is throwing across his body. He is throwing from outside the hash marks to inside the middle of the field into the back of the end zone. There is traffic all over the place. Touchdown, Brandon Ayuk. Buh. I mean, he got away with quarterbacking murder. He did. Brock Purdy got away with quarterbacking murder on that first touchdown throw today. But again, if you get away with murder, I get, you know, it's, it's the old OJ Simpson theory. If you can if you get away with it, you get away with it. But geez, that was a hold your breath moment, breaking every cardinal rule a quarterback can have on a football field. Touchdown, San Francisco. So Kyle dialed it up really, really early, and I'll tell you, uh, I really want to get into the chat, see what uh, see what you think about this one today. Um, obviously, you know what uh, uh, it it it's it's great to have you here. I think one of my strengths is I've been around this team in this league long enough to know that the kind of noise that you get before and after every game it's always exaggerated. Let's be completely honest. Let's just be honest. The 49ers could have lost today. They could have lost 34 to 3. This was not a referendum on Kyle Shanahan's job or position as head coach. This was not a day where Kyle's career was going to be defined by it being a win or a loss. But I did believe that this season had an awful lot riding on today. And even though Kyle was never in a situation where his career, his job as head coach was going to be in jeopardy based on the outcome, good or bad this afternoon, I thought it was a huge day for Kyle in every other way a football game can really matter. This was one of the bigger regular season Sundays in Kyle's still very new, very young head coaching career coming out of the bye week 
against a team with a five-game winning streak, also with a bye week, very talented, very well coached, playing good football all over the world. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing good football over the world. They're crossing oceans and kicking ass. And Kyle had one of his best days ever. I know he's got some offensive calls that he would have liked to have gotten back. I thought that there was uh, one of the best plays the Jaguars had that really kept this game from getting away from them early was the Brandon Ayuk offensive pass interference, which nullified a 16-yard gain uh, right when you know the 49ers got the ball back after the Nick Bosa what strip sack. And God, we got to talk about this defense and how you know we kept on saying I think they need a corner, I think they need a corner, and honestly, I think they need a corner like. Amador Lenore had some moments out there that we can talk about. Didn't go great, but um, what a revamped, rejuvenated defensive effort and defensive line the 49ers looked like they had today. Yosarian, it's good to see you here. He's like my first post game in Damon in like five weeks. Well, it's great to have you here. Thank you very much for stopping on by. This was total domination, Leslie, saying across the Niner Nation, it really it was it was emphatic. It was emphatic and loud plays were being made everywhere. Loud plays, loud plays offensively. How it wasn't a long run, but that Christian McCaffrey looked like he was dead to rights and pushes a pile and just weasels his way into a first down. I even thought it came up a little bit of short. That might have been one of the breaks the Niners actually got. But I'll agree right here. The Sentinel Football Channel saying uh, as near perfect a game as possible. I mean, it really, it was. And, and Chase Young, what a difference. That, 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 I, look, I don't know if Chase Young made a, 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 look, you could see him out there. You could see him pushing the pocket. But what just happened out there was a rejuvenated, re-energized defensive line across the board. I mean, look good, feel good, play good. 49ers, good unis, look good. They have Chase Young there, and you could tell that they were all feeling good about that, and they were playing. Again, they finished with five sacks, four takeaways. Um, Let me just open up the box so I can give everyone credit for all the sacks and sacks and sacks and sacks. Uh, Where are we here? Dun-dun-dun. This afternoon finishes with Javon Hargrave with a sack and a half, Nick Bosa with a sack and a half, half a sack for Eric Armstead, half a sack for Chase Young. Um, but he really did. He he affected the feeling of this game. And with the Niners, I think rightfully accused of being a little emotionally lackadaisical over their three-game losing streak. They were fired up, and they were ready to go today. Fred Warner was a tackling machine early on. Uh, the defense, again, bent but didn't break at really any point in time. Um, it was it, it was a day where you still saw Mooney Ward make a couple of frustrating calls, uh, a couple of frustrating P.I. calls went against him. He also made probably the biggest defensive play of the first half when he knocked that ball away from Kirk, uh, not Kirk Cousins, but... Uh, Christian Kirk in the end zone when Kirk got James T. Kirk, uh, really, really big play right there made by Moody in a, in a big moment. And that kept the game 
10 to 3 instead of it looking 10 to 7. And that just the entire first half feels different. Um, Drew down. Say it's real simple. The Jags got that work. They did. They got work. They got worked for sure. Uh, welcome. Hit subscribe. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining me. Damon Bruce, 49ers, dominant this afternoon, 34-3 to on really what was, I thought, a, a huge day for Kyle Shanahan. Just a big, big day for a coach to keep his voice at that follow me, I know the way, credible level in that locker room. What he had to say, you know, I think always resonates with his players. There haven't been a lot of games where they have seen seem so lethargic and lacking energy as they did across their three-game losing streak. It was just all of that vanished this afternoon. And I don't know if that is just the time off, the recalibration, the addition of Chase Young. I mean, it's a little bit of everything, obviously, coming out of a bye week, but that was look, it's an exemplary it's an exemplary afternoon of 49er football. It was exemplary. You you really can't uh, find too much wrong out there. You know, if you wanted to really, really start nitpicking, what's the one thing you maybe you didn't like? Well, that 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 the 49er sequence to be mad at, if you have to be mad at something, is when they got the ball first and 10 on the 13-yard line with 43 seconds left in the first half. You got McCaffrey carrying it, so now your clock is ticking, and then you have a, a, a timeout. What do you want to do? Well, then you got the Brock Purdy intentional grounding. Kyle elects to not take a timeout, so he elects to take the 10-second runoff. And then you got a screen pass that goes nowhere and does nothing. And and it's, you know, 13 to three after Moody makes an eyelash good kick. And you're going to have a chance to wrap around because you got the second half kickoff coming your way offensively. But I thought that that was a poorly conceived sequence in an afternoon where there really wasn't a lot of poorly conceived anything. We're poorly executed anything. You know, for a minute there, the Jaguars got the short passing game, the screen game going, but that got shut down like a spigot pretty quickly. Um, you know, Jaguars' first four drives this afternoon, their first four drives were three punts and one fumble. They had 16 plays for 23 net yards, averaging less than a yard and a half per play. The 49ers' defense had only given up two first downs by the time they were ahead by two scores. And that's always a nice place to be operating from. Again, the Jaguars had that fifth drive of the afternoon, which was when the screen game started popping and a few flags came out against the way of the 49ers. And it was a 14 play drive where they're picking up nearly six yards per play. Um, but then Chavarius Ward, Mooney Ward makes that biggest, maybe his biggest play of the season when he broke up that pass to Christian Kirk in the end zone. Um, again, the Jaguars, showed flashes of speed. You saw a little Travis Etienne. You saw a little bit of Kirk getting loose. It, they're good. That's the thing. That's a good Jaguar team. Got their teeth kicked in today. Teeth kicked in today. Oh, I appreciate the uh, the first super chat of the afternoon coming from Rocco Two nine six dropping a couple bones in the ganja jar. Thank you very much. Uh, speaking of JJ Raider, that's what's up. Uh, RIP Steve Wilkes booth. Yeah, we will never see it again. He is not allowed in a phone booth, he's not allowed into a corner booth in a restaurant. Uh, there will be no, no boothing at all 
for Steve Wilkes. No more booth. Are there any other booths? Can we, we, we got a phone booth. They really don't even exist anymore. You got a restaurant booth, uh, a back table, I guess could be a booth. Um, but yeah, no more, no more booths for that guy. I wouldn't even allow him in an elevator. I'd make him take the stairs anywhere he wanted to go. Be like, you're not really allowed to leave ground level anymore, Steve. Again, did that matter? Is that just goofy storytelling? I don't know. I don't know if it matters or not. What matters is Fred Warner's out there tackling like somebody stole something from him. What matters is Nick Bosa and Chase Young are going back to their like best Ohio State days going like Buckeye boys in the backfield. That's what matters. What matters is while you're paying attention to Bosa and Chase Young, guys like Hargrave, guys like Armstead, guys like Farrell have a much easier trip to the quarterback and they were pushing pockets and dominating on the line of scrimmage. I mean, look, it's the whole football game usually is decided on the line of scrimmage and it was decided decidedly for the 49ers today. Thanks again for the super chat. Indeed. Um, Philip says, so do you think Chase Young means anything to the defense? Do you think Debo Samuel and Trent Williams mean anything to the offense? Yeah, they, they do. There's, there is no doubt. There is no doubt that those guys and winning probably are more causation than just correlation. When the Niners are healthy, they're a monster. When the Niners' defense is operating from its position of strength and that defensive line is getting home with four or max five guys, it, they are going to be incredibly hard to beat. Incredibly hard to beat. And then, again, um, you've got Brock Purdy taking care of the football, even though he let one breaking every cardinal rule of quarterbacking pass go, but he, he got away with it. He got away with it to find Ayuk in the back of the end zone, but Brock Purdy turnover free football, turnover free day. I'm going to double check that. Yeah, no, yeah. Four to nothing. When you're plus four in the takeaway department, you're going to win a lot of games. When Kyle's teams go out there and rush for about 140 yards, they're going to win a lot of games. When they pick up 20 first downs and are ahead of the sticks, they're going to win a lot of games. I mean, the only thing that critics can really still hold on to is, well, you know, it still wasn't a come from behind win. Well, you don't need to come from behind to win when you're leading the game outright. So legends, Steve, no more booth Wilkes. Yeah, no, no more booths. No more booths. Kim, Kim Schaefer, who showed up at Plus Mania to Electric Boogaloo. To all the haters after the three-game losing streak, you can all just ask, oh, F off, we're back, baby. They certainly, certainly looked back. I mean, man. They, 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 it's as good as they've looked all year. And you have a few games to choose from of how, who looked really good, but when you got a defensive line playing like that, it's a monster. It's a monster. Very good observation here from Rock Eastwood. Kendra is sad. Kendra right now is walking around an overcast, muggy day in Jacksonville in a leopard print Jaguar outfit with 
certainly more appendages than than points were scored. I'm guessing that it's got two arms and two legs. So that's four appendages, three points. An actual Jaguar has more legs than the Jacksonville Jaguars scored points today. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Margarine Stotch, good to see you, Butters. Uh, domination, indeed. Flint on demand, checking in from London. What a win. Thank you, Governor. Thank you for being here. It's good to have you. Over 250 people in the room. That's good for this growing channel that is trying to get itself to 10,000 subscribers. If you are not subscribing, boy, the best holiday gift I could turn around and give my family would be like, hey, this YouTube thing's actually working, boys and girls. We can afford to fill the stocking after all. So go ahead. Go ahead. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. And uh, let's get to 10,000 before the year is out. Never daunted. Go Hoosiers. Uh, what a rough Saturday afternoon in Champaign. Anyway, Juszczyk plays to win, baby. He did. Look, look, Juszczyk. I know everyone wanted him to go down there on the one so McCaffrey could punch one in. Here's the thing that I like is that now that this touchdown streak thing is over, we don't need to worry about that anymore. And Christian McCaffrey's not going to worry about that. He did not come to the San Francisco 49ers hoping to one day do anything other than win a Super Bowl, which will not happen without him being healthy. I didn't like him being in that game at the end. I get it. 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 I didn't like it. Again, there's no point in time where Christian McCaffrey should be in a football game that the starting quarterback is already out of. And I thought that there were you know opportunities to get Jordan Mason, who is just, I don't know what Jordan Mason has done to Kyle Shanahan or the, the family. I, I don't get it, but Jordan Mason has not been seen from or heard from in the backfield in weeks. He's made a few special teams plays. Thank you, Never Daunted, for the 10 Dillers. I do appreciate it. A little super chatting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Blackened is the end. You know, they 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 will hopefully be back next quarter as an official sponsor, but that doesn't prevent me from having a little ready to go at all times. And, you know, since you're asking for it, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because I'm going to tell you what it also is. It's the seven-year anniversary for me and Mrs. Pluse, which means she and I are going to have a little, uh, little nice night out tonight. And I think there will be an Uber involved. So cheers. Good win, Niners. Good win. Defensive line. Look badass. Mm. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty there, aren't we? Woo! Anyways, cheers to you. Thanks for being here. Hit that subscribe. Hit the like and all that good stuff. Let's keep hitting this chat to see what's going on. Look, I don't like record chasing, but that's just me. G. Martinez, look, I'm, I'm, I think it's... It's okay. Again, look good, feel good, play good. That was a feel good, play good moment. And and I, I understand why they did it. And honestly, if we really look at it, Christian McCaffrey, you know, he had the, the six catches for 47 yards. And we know that he takes a beating out there, but he only had 16 carries. It wasn't an overworked day for McCaffrey. It really wasn't. 16 carries, 95 yards. But... Do you want your best players out there in a non-leverage moment? No, I, you, you really don't. 
Talk about Steve Wilkes. Was Steve Wilkes' location part and parcel of today's success? I don't know. What I do know is it looked like the Niners stayed in man. They kept out of zone for most of the afternoon. Trevor Lawrence goes off when he's facing zone. Trevor Lawrence did not go off this afternoon. 17 of 29, 185 yards. He was sacked five times and was intercepted twice. He was. Uh, he also lost a fumble to one of the more manly fumble recoveries you're ever going to see Nick Bosa have in his career. Did Nick Bosa get his hand on that football because Steve Wilkes was out of the press box? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. But whatever this team says, we'll be better if we can do this, do that. Like, if they really do feel that this makes them better, then he stays. He stays. Corporal Tez says, look, it's a once in a career record. I don't blame Kyle. And you know that McCaffrey really wanted it. But yeah, it looked a great feather in the cap, of course. But I'm just, it's okay. It's okay. What matters is he's all right. <laughs> Never daunted again. Ah. Oh. It's uh, Christ Almighty. It's not to be able to have uh, what a gloating post game after a month. It's good. I'm guessing you're saying it's nice to have a nice post game, isn't it? It feels like it's been a while. Uh, that that bye week was was terrible. I I, I missed football. I missed Niner football during the bye week. Um, Margarine, yeah, that uh, that first touchdown took some balls. It took a little luck. It took a miracle, to be honest with you. But, man, that was a really good get-right game. Oh, what do you know? I say get-right, and there's Michelle Haberman saying that was a get-right game if I've ever seen one. Bum that McCaffrey didn't punch it in. Yeah, you know, that's okay. But, it's again, it's okay. It's okay. It's He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And if anything, it's an opportunity to say, hey, the, the, you know, the streak is over. Don't need to really worry about that. Don't need to overuse him at any point in time. What a big stretch of football the 49ers are about to hop into. It is going to be a monster streak that they've got coming up. A real monster. Um, you know, they've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are clearly a team that you got to beat at home to just keep this momentum going. Then it's Seattle on Thanksgiving. Then it's going to be the game of the year against the Eagles. And today really was, I believe, the game of the year for the 49ers up to this Eagles game. They needed this one today. It was an important day for Shanahan and the entire franchise. They needed to get back into the win column, and they got in. Greyhound. Greyhound Rick says, where did all the Brock Purdy haters go? The guy's fantastic. It showed today. He is a high-level, highly functioning, operational quarterback, which, again, if you're looking for the guy that you would build in your own game of Madden, I guess he doesn't have that body type, but he still has like every other element of mental makeup you would want to put. Uh, this whole, the, to me, the biggest stack of nonsense that I've heard about Brock Purdy is everyone tries to fit him into whatever def, de, you know, definition they want him fit into. Is that, you know, he's he's a system quarterback, and if you'd put him on other teams, it, it wouldn't look this good. Well, 
first of all, that's nonsense because you can only exist in the system that you're actually in. And I think he's got a lot of translatable skills, skills that any single team in football would feel a level of improvement if quarterbacks played more like Brock. Again, the guy's got the second best quarterback rating, I think, in football. And that was with the three-game losing streak and the five interceptions. And then, you know, I mean, it it it's there is a world of football analysis that offers no actual analysis, but just breathless overreaction. Overreaction to the negative and overreaction to the positive. Brock is good. Just a straight, he's a good quarterback. And given his starting point, given his level of experience or inexperience, if you still want to label it as such, he's off to a remarkable start. You know, Alex Smith, uh, former 49ers quarterback, said something about him that I thought really resonated at one of like NFL Network or a podcast, but he basically said, you know, we shouldn't be, you shouldn't be comparing a, a guy like Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott and the you know the whoever whoever's on your list of those guys are good quarterbacks you know the Aaron Rodgers before the Achilles the whatever like he should be compared to guys in his own draft class the guys that he was drafted with behind all of them by the way and he's outplaying all of them you know if Brock Purdy if we if if we went and redrafted Brock Purdy's the first quarterback off the board instead of being the last player in the draft, knowing what we know now. Remember, drafting is a completely inexact science at all times. It's an inexact science. My man Larry saying, what's up, Niners? Not getting Christian McCaffrey enough touches today. Uh, Look, they got him plenty of touches. They got him plenty of touches. One might even say too many touches. They just didn't get him a touchdown today. <laughs> can we get a follow-up interview with Kendra? I can tell you right now, I think you can go and see how pissed off she is over on, on Twitter if you need to. Uh, she is she, she she can't be happy. The team that she roots for got absolutely skinned alive. And there you go. I did take the shot. I hope you saw it never daunted. Absolutely. Um Daniel Martinez says, look, that Buckeye reunion came out with a bang. It really did. Bang, bang, Buckeye gang, Ohio State gang, Drew. Absolutely. I mean, look, when's the last time you saw this defense? Like, have fun. They were having fun today. They weren't just trying to win a football game. They were just out there playing football. And that's when football players are at their best, if you don't mind me sounding a little ridiculous there, but football players are at their best when they're just playing football. When it's not about the game plan, when it's not about everything that's going wrong, when it's just, here's my job, I'm going to take care of my job, I'm going to beat my man, I'm going to try to get to the quarterback, and that's when the 49ers defensive line is ferocious. This is a 6-3 and three football team, which is among the best you know, starts Kyle has ever seen as a head coach. They still had a very good eight-game head start. Again, it just felt bad because you lost three in a row. But five and three, I'm going to tell you right now, if you can sell me five and three in the next eight games, I'll buy that right now. I'll, I'll buy that right now. In their remaining games, 
I'll take five and three right now. Will that get you one, the, the home field? Probably not. Probably not. I don't know if that's going to happen unless they absolutely beat Philadelphia and Philadelphia stumbles somewhere else. But this team looked ready to win anywhere. Today was one of those massive, massive take a breath. Everyone can feel better about this one. Everyone can dial back the knives and the fangs that are out for you know, uh, either Purdy or Wilkes or Kyle or the trade that didn't happen. Like, your team is on the court, kids. I don't know what to tell you. This is it from here on out. So you better root for this to work. And today it worked almost easily against a really good football team. Ticket sales in Jacksonville. 57% Niners fans, it looked even more than that, to be completely honest with you. I mean, Niners fans take over stadiums. Maybe maybe that is the blessing in disguise of Levi's Stadium being a massive disappointment, I think, to most people who go. So instead of just going to Levi, like you'll let just the Niners fans in the Bay Area fill it up somehow, some way, but... Niners fans are going out on the road and following this team like never before. I mean, Niners fans have come out of the woodwork with this team this season. They they feel like, it, I, I don't think the Niners have technically played a road game yet based on just the crowd shots I'm looking at everywhere I look. Larry's right. Niners fans travel. They are... They, It's something. Niners beat a good team today and didn't beat them a little. Brow beat them. Mollywopped them. What a day for the 49ers defense. I mean, just the opening of that game just came out. They just came out flying around. The opening drive was great for the Niners in both directions. You got the defense getting right off the field with a sack on third down. Then you get a four-play, 57-yard touchdown drive with Purdy, again, breaking every quarterbacking rule in the world to find Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Keep him away from the toll booth, Steve Wilkes. Other booths that he will not be able to go to. Um, uh, No uh, no more voting booth. Oh, no, you're going to want to go ahead and vote. Uh, No no more uh, Superman change for Wilkes. Uh, We got uh, John Wilkes booth. Keep keep John Wilkes booth away from everyone, obviously. No No toll booths. No phone booths. No press box booths. I think we've covered all booths. I got a buddy of mine. His name is Matt Booth. We probably shouldn't have the two of them hang out anytime soon. The offense got right when the defense got right. It's amazing how one hand washes the other there, isn't it? It really is. Thank you so much to Kevin. Kevin dropping a super chat here. Uh, Throwing it in the ganja jar. Thank you so much, Kevin. Um, We're keeping Wilkes away from booths like we should have kept Abraham Lincoln away from booths. I love historical history jokes. (laughs) Thank you. What do we got here? $10 super chat. Thank you very much, 
Kenthal Kid. The national media bias against Brock is insane. You know they won't be talking about the Prince the same way, even though he'd been turning the ball over like crazy. Draftism is real, and draftism is the perfect way to say it. The perfect way to say it. Draftism, we've seen it work against Brock Purdy right on his own team. You know, hey, you know, a Trey Lance guy, look where he was drafted. That means he must be better than Brock Purdy. I'm going to tell you, Trey Lance will never spend a day in this league better than Brock Purdy is, probably right now. Some guys are cut out to play, and you cannot tell who is cut out to play in this league until you're playing in this league. The NFL savage like that. The only thing that proves that you can play in this league is playing in the league. That's it. But that's a great super chat, and you are right. I mean, the media bias, again, no one likes to be proven that their hot take wasn't right. And no one had any hot takes saying that this Brock Purdy guy is going to be so special. You watch, man, the Niners just got the steal of the world with the final pick of the draft. Had that been somebody's hot take? Oh, they'd be married to it right now. No one said that, though. But I like it. Draftism. It really is a whole bunch of draftism out there. I mean, again, what matters more? Where a player was drafted or how they're playing in football games? We had a lot of people try to insist that where a player was drafted meant more than how they played in football games. They were wrong. We did get a swig of the day, Larry. Now we're just, we're back to, we're back to a little cafe. 34 to 3, 49ers win. Welcome to a little post game in Damon. What an afternoon for Kyle Shanahan and company. Everything that could go right has gone right. Fred Warner played great today. You're asking for bottle kills. I'm not, not, I'm not killing the bottle here. We got, we have more to do this afternoon, but thank you very much. Here's the thing. It was uh anniversary Saturday night for me and the missus. So there was half a bottle kind of put away last night. So there was a little hair of the dog more than it was anything else. We calling him hype man, <laughs> hype man Wilkes now. Oh, thank you very, very, very much. Happy anniversary, Irwin. Thank you. We appreciate it. It is the Plusiversary. Seven-year itch, huh? I did not miss your super chat at all, Canthal Kid. Thank you so very, very much. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty much caught up here. Pretty much caught up here. John... Kabidis, John Kabidis. I'm sure it's been said, but Brock eyes movement remind me of Joe. Doesn't mean he's going to be great like Joe, but the movement, the eyes, the body language, it reminds me of him. Look, he can keep shit alive that looks like it's about to die. He really is constantly looking up on the pass to Kittle. For the longest touchdown of Brock Purdy's career, right? The pass to Kittle, he had almost no pocket to step into. 
that was a half a step forward kind of into a defensive or an offensive line that's being pushed into his chest. He's all arming that thing to Kittle, but he doesn't have a very strong arm. Well, then how did he get that ball in there perfectly? Again, I don't know about the best arm, the most accurate. I don't know. Here, Do you throw a catchable football? This is something that I've heard Steve Young say consistently throughout the years that I've listened to Steve Young talk about what makes a quarterback a good quarterback or not. Sure. You know, if you can have all the measurables in the world, that's going to allow you to be drafted and sought more than the guy without the measurables. But the guy without the measurables who's had to work a little harder, the guy without the five-star recruit everywhere teammates has to work a little harder. And I think that hard work has paid off in a level of football intelligence and IQ and ability to process the game, which whatever concerns you might have had about arm strength should be just nullified based on what's, what's in this guy's head. Brock Purdy, what is in his head? The eyes of Joe Montana, if you want to call him that. Like, I, I'll, t- I'll take a little bit less of an arm for the eyes of Joe Montana, if we can be as dramatic as our, our, our last chatter was. But, yeah, look, I mean, you redraft that right now. Brock Purdy's a first-rounder, much less the last pick in the draft. You needed that one. You know, you needed that one. Arturo, you needed the win. You needed Debo and Trent. Chase helped that defense. It was clear as day. The team is working like a well-oiled machine once again. And it's right. Annihilated. G. Martinez, that's the right word. The Jaguars got annihilated again. Jaguars have four legs. These Jaguars, three points. It was a better day to be an actual Jaguar than it was a Jacksonville Jaguar, because I'm guessing if you are, Kenthal says, Damon, you missed my super chat. No, I didn't. I got it. I got it, brother. Thank you so much. And by the way, here's another. Thank you so much. Matt doesn't have much to say. Just wants to rock that tip jar. Otis Bird the third says for real the 49ers are taking over these road venues it's impressive to watch it is I mean it's like they travel like Kentucky basketball they travel uh in in, in insane ways right now Rock Eastwood speaking of traveling says I'm going to Philly mind yourself Rock Eastwood, mind yourself. And thank you very much to Chef A. We're excited. We're going to have a nice little sunset, beautiful little evening tonight. A little dinner. The setting sun. So romantic. 
you know, there's some truth to this too, Otis. You're right. Got to give Kruger credit regarding Purdy. He was big on Purdy since day one. You know who also was? Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Kyle doesn't hand out compliments very much. Like he, he throws around compliments in training camp and in off-season workouts and stuff like that, like manhole covers. He is not a big, let me tell you how much I love anybody kind of a head coach. And I remember him saying that he was more excited about Brock Purdy than any other third-string quarterback he had ever coached. And he was, you know, saying that when he was being asked about Trey Lance. So Kyle knew he had something quickly. And, I mean, you just, there's, what can you say about Brock Purdy? The start to his career is almost superior to anyone who's ever played the position. I mean, we don't want to go too far here with the overboard accolades, but there are almost no Hall of Famers who in their first however many games Brock has now started has played this well. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a very good quarterback. And if he stays healthy, I think that this guy is, you know, what is a franchise quarterback? Well, I guess franchise quarterback could be defined a lot of different ways. He's that good where he would be any team's franchise quarterback. There's that way. There's, hey, he, he, he started five, six, seven years for you. That's where I think Purdy is right now. This guy, if healthy, is going to be the Niners quarterback for five, six, seven years. And Shanahan finally has the guy that he wanted. He might have had to make some aggressive picks to find this guy, but had look, had Trey Lance had looked better than he did, there's no way Kyle's coming back for Purdy at the end of the draft the way that he did. This is John saying, uh, happy Niner D, happy Niner win, happy Niner fans, happy anniversary, Damon. Uh, mother fucking G. Thank you very much. Have a shot of Henny on me. Look at that. The $20 bill, y'all. Thank you, Crispy Crispy. Appreciate that. Appreciate this too. Marjorie, a super chat coming in. Uh, how many times will Nick and Chase high low Baker next week, Damon? Well, as many times as possible, right? As many times as possible. This is Roach Dog saying, you know, they're saying the same old BS that Brock can't lead a team in a comeback and completely discrediting his performance today. Again, what? So you want him to be in the situation he wasn't in to satisfy your menu of what you think matters. That's that's nonsense coverage. You know, choose your content creators carefully. I'm not telling you to or to not watch anyone, but that sounds like absolute nonsense. That sounds like someone pushing an agenda, not covering reality to me. That's what that sounds like. So that's it's just, that's nuts. And here's the honest to God truth. Just going back to Marjorie here for a second, saying uh, how many times Nick and Chase can high low Baker Mayfield next week? Hey, Buccaneers could win that game. I'm telling you right now, Buccaneers can win that game next week. This league 
is a big boy league. There are there are teams that look better, but there really aren't bad football teams in the NFL. There aren't. There's talent everywhere. And you can see, even with the 49ers dominating, how this game was still, without a doubt, you know, very much shaping up to be a Jaguars come from behind win had the heat not been kept on, had that George Kittle touchdown not accounted for 66 yards, had the Debo big run for a touchdown not happened after it looked like a, a, a touchdown to really put the game away, had to come back because of that defensive too many men on the field penalty, whatever that was, during the Ambry Thomas return. But a lot of nice happy anniversaries. Thank you very, very much. It means an awful lot coming from an awful lot of people that, uh, oh, good, and I'm, I'm, saw you, I, I'm glad you saw it, Cantal kid. Um, but uh, um, an awful lot of people who have truly befriended, um, you know, us here on the channel and this community. Um, th thank you very much for all the happy anniversary wishes. Again, we got uh, Drew saying happy anniversary to you and Mrs. Plus. Feliciano looked good at left guard. He did. He, he looked good. I think he might get a little run when Banks comes back in. I just think there's a player, right? I mean, there's a player there that can be turned to and not doubted when someone isn't getting it done. It's hard to look good every snap, every day, every game against every opponent. I mean, that's what this league spits out all the time. And having said that, uh, if the 49ers are going to continue to post four turnover, five sacks games, yeah, they'll win the whole fucking thing. <laughs> no doubt. But there's no, no reason to get cocky. Because that game is over. That game is over. We are going to be obviously doing a big 49er wake-up tomorrow simulcast with yours truly and Larry Kruger across, across both of our channels. Um, and again, it's so good to be post game. You give me a night to sleep on a game and think about it gets even better. So I hope to see you at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning on 49ers wake up. <laughs> there you go. Per Kendra's Twitter, they just put in Sam Darnold in our asses. <laughs> yeah. Kendra's not happy today. Not happy at all. You know, one negative takeaway from old Dirty Hungus. Purdy's taking some shots back there. Going to need the offensive line to be better. Look, that is a, a, a very good Jacksonville team. But, yeah, of course, there's no scenario in which you want your quarterback hit more. Hit less is always the recipe. But I just think Brock accounts for himself really well. He knows how to get himself out of trouble. Um, he is He's a tough SOB, man. He's the tough SOB. And so I've got the uh, Dallas Giants game. It feels like the, the the New York Giants have been running plays out of their end zone for about 15 minutes, and they're not they're not turning the ball over, but they're not gaining any yards either. It's really weird. I don't know. I'm just sort of looking up at that one. Looking around football today, saying C.J. Stroud might be good. Dude, C.J. Stroud looks like a total stud. A total stud. 
Irwin again saying, you know what Purdy's arm strength is? It's strong enough. There you go. Might not be the strongest, but it's strong enough. That's it's pretty accurate. Got the postman in Capitola, who I'm sure is happy to see that everything is back to... It was maximum football today. Ugly football in the second window of games this afternoon. Again, I will take your word for it. Most of my attention is right here with you right now. But we'll take a little look at that. We'll have a little 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 something uh little little something on uh, on tape or two around the league that I'll watch later when I get home tonight. Going to watch this game again before tomorrow morning. Because there are so many just moments in this to look at. I mean, the 49ers just had their defense flying around and the entire game just felt tilted into their direction. I mean, at one point, the Jaguars had run their first six plays for minus one yard and then two plays into the second half as, you know, the Jaguars deserve some credit. They were able to keep the Niners from getting a big lead at any point in time. Um, Kittle makes that reception and it is 20 to three 49ers. And really in that moment, there was no looking back. Ambry Thomas had that scoop and score that looked like good night, Irene. You had Bosa forcing a bad pass on a questionable third and short call by the Jaguars. That ball got tipped to Hufanga. It's 20 to three with a chance to pull away. And then you get the Ambry Thomas force fumble. You think that's going to be your pull away score. Nope. That thing was called back. And then they go on a drive. And Debo puts the game away on an end-around 23-yard touchdown run. Now it's finally 27-3, and now it's goodnight, Irene. So there were moments where that could have really been able to... uh, That that could have really, really turned back into a, a, a Jaguar game. But the defense finished the day with five sacks and four takeaways. And you're not coming from behind when that happens. You know, as one of the notes that I did make when I was watching this game was that how, you know, when when you really get into like granular football, you find out that, you know, stars really only can do so much. Every team's got a star, and you want your stars to make big star plays, but a star can't be a star on every play. Now, that's what coaches are paid to do, to nullify or negate the impact of your star players. And so much of professional football games are one in the depth chart. The 49ers... If they're really going to win the Super Bowl this year, if this is going to be a year that is just memorable and this defense takes over again, and the reason why this defense takes over again is because the strength of their defense where they've spent so many first and second round picks, um, it's not going to be the first and second round picks that really get them there, right? Well, no, I guess it will be because that's almost everyone across this defensive line. That's how deep it is, but... To me, if the 49ers are going to go from, hey, they're really good, to week-in, week-out domination, of course it's about Nick Bosa and Chase Young and Fred Warner, but it's also going to be about Cleland Farrell and Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead. It's going to be about 
It, it's going to be about guys winning their one-on-one battles deeper in the depth chart. So much of football is, can your third best receiver beat the other team's third best corner? That's where so many big plays come from. And when it comes to this defensive line, I think that that's where so much of the season is about to be determined. It's not, did Nick Bosa go off today? Did Chase Young go off today? It's going to be the, what did everyone around those two guys do? And when they have gaudy afternoons, the afternoon's going to go really well for the 49ers. Really well. Look, we're coming up on an hour here. As Irwin says, and boy, I appreciated Irwin, smash that like button, just like the Niners smashed the Jags. Welcome to some postgame, and Damon, it is wonderful to have you here. A 34-3 win over the Jaguars as dominant an afternoon that Kyle, look, he needed that one. He didn't need it for job security. He needed it for all the reasons why big football games matter, and it's not, you know, the you're about to be fired if you he needed this one for all the other football reasons out there that a coach needs a big game and Kyle got it and he got it in some dominant decisive fashion 49ers defense making big loud plays every year everywhere everywhere and truthfully what i thought was the signature whenever the 49ers are playing really well there's a signature I know I did a show this week about, hey, Brock Purdy, you go ahead and you sign this game. In many ways, he did. Brock Purdy was very good today. 17 of 29, 100, oh, no, no, excuse me, 19 of 26 for 296 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was only sacked twice. So Purdy signed it, but it was the defensive signature of Nick Bosa of Chase Young showing up and giving this team a whole bunch of pep step. You got Javon Hargrave getting it done. You got Kinlaw now getting it done. The 49ers, when they're at their best this year and all years under Kyle, whether they have been years that have topped out in the Super Bowl or years that have topped out in an NFC title game, when the Niners are at their best, they're playing with violence. Violence. This was a violent football game for the 49ers today. They were violent defensively. They were violent offensively. And they even could have improved that level of offensive violence. This was not a perfect game, but you saw how lopsided it was. Chief Eugene says, great game, something to work on. Now it's time for the 49ers to get back on the road to a Super Bowl or bust. I mean, it really did feel like this was going to be one of those fork-in-the-road games of where does this year go? And instead of drifting further away from contention, the 49ers played the type of football game which is going to have them, well, you know, they slipped in the NFL power rankings and ESPN now says that they're the sixth or seventh best team. Yeah, everyone's going to be choking on that and have this team right back up there with the cream of the crop. The NFC is now truly, if we think about it, it's a four-team conversation, right? It's the 49ers, the Eagles, and this is in no particular order. 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, and Lions. 
I mean, I th- that's what I think the NFC is right now. That is legitimately, this is a four-team conference at this point in time. Maybe something will happen somewhere to include someone else at some point in time or exclude one of the four because of an injury or whatever. But it really feels like there's no doubt that the 49ers, after three weeks of negative results, are right back in the, they might be the best team in football conversation after a day like today. Christian McCaffrey, did he say this post game? He said, I suck. Everyone else on the team scored. <laughs> if he said that, that is, that is the perfect post game quote from Christian McCaffrey. That's fantastic. <laughs> Look, Trent Williams was back today. I hope that ankle's not barking. Uh, I hope that he is feeling good after this one because you saw just the the confidence that he installs on that left-hand side. In the run game, he had one penalty called against him today, but when he gets out there and he wants to bully dudes, he bullies dudes. I thought so too. You know, Aaron Banks has been really good, but John Feliciano today was it fell on him to play well, and he played well. Uh, Spencer Burford did a nice job pushing McCaffrey down the field on that one play where it looked like he was dead to rights and short. And, uh, you know, Arturo, I agree with you. You know, I don't want to hear best team in football. We need to beat everybody like they're the best team in football. Stay out of the stay out of those press clippings. I agree. Look, anyone in football, the best team in football this week can look like the worst team in football the next week. We just saw that with the Niners. After five weeks of looking like world beaters, they spent three weeks looking like, well, anybody in the world can beat them. This league is built to disintegrate success. Year to year, game to game, quarter to quarter, series to series, And look, I'm not saying the refs are in on it, but boy, there were a couple of plays today where it felt like, all right, so Niners get off to a good start on this drive. If this turns into a scoring drive, and that was the Brandon Ayuk OPI, where'd that come from? You had the, it felt like a definitive sack for Nick Bosa, where he not only, like Bosa barrel rolled as he was taking Trevor Lawrence down to the point where he's got Trevor Lawrence landing on top of him. And it was still roughing the passer. Like, what the hell was that? But okay, you know, NFL officials have just been shit all year. Every game, every single time I look up, they're doing something that doesn't make sense, that is totally out of protocol. My God, the NBA last night invented new ways to go ahead and officiate Draymond Green. I don't even want to get into that. We'll we'll get into that at 11 o'clock tomorrow uh, on the Damon Bruce show because it is 49er postgame and Damon right here. At one point in time, I'm going to hop over and hang out with Larry during his postgame show for a little bit. And then remember, tomorrow morning, we've got ourselves a big 49ers wake up. And I, I certainly hope you plan on joining Larry and I. We're simulcasting on our channel starting at... Uh, 
at, whoa, we're going to start at, at 8 a.m. tomorrow. By the way, when I hop on with Larry over here, you don't have to go over to his channel. We will simulcast that too. And then it'll keep going. And I might be out to dinner with Jillian because it's our anniversary. And you get like, uh, it's like when you're stealing HBO, right? You're going to have some free Larry Kruger streaming on uh, on the plus. This is This is called friendship. This is called partnership. And when you steal HBO, it's called pirating. Get the Pirates and the Buccaneers coming in next week. So we'll get to them a little bit later on. Obviously, the focus is what just happened today, and what happened today was dominance. Dominance from the 49ers. Damon, great stuff. We need to put together another winning streak. Here it is. You got a chance to win two in a row. Here come the Buccaneers. Then you got a really big game again. Don't look ahead to the Eagles because you got a division game against the Seahawks team. By the way, what... What do we got going on here? Let me quickly. Let me look around. Man, Jimbo Fisher got fired by Texas A&M. Record buyout. Good Lord. He's going to walk away with huge cash. If I were Jimbo Fisher, you'd never hear from me again. I'd just get an AeroStream trailer and go to barbecue shacks for the rest of my life. If I had, you'll never need to see me again, money. I mean, I could probably do a little bit better than that, but I'm a simple man. <laughs> hey, the cough of the day is down, though. You know what I mean? All right. What do we got going on? Games in progress. We got the Falcons beating the Cardinals. There's a division game that looks like it'll go the right way for the uh, 49ers. Not that we really need to worry about the Cardinals anymore, but they got Kyler Murray out there, right? So look good, feel good, play good. Commanders leading Seattle 6-3. to That game is going on. A little bit of a slobber knocker. Texans with a big win over the Bengals. It wasn't the greatest slate of games. But that Texans win, I, I guarantee you that that knocked an awful lot of folks out of their uh, uh, survival pools today. Steelers with a win over the Packers. Again, Buccaneers, they beat the Titans. Buccaneers. They're four and five. Folks, that's not bad. Buccaneers are not bad. They're not great. They're not going to scare you. Everyone was talking about how the Ravens, the Ravens are now without a doubt the team to beat in the AFC. Well, guess what? They lose today. They lose to a Cleveland Browns team today at home. But, Sean, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Hey, hit notify. Hit subscribe. Love to get to 1,000 followers by the end of the year. We've put, uh, we're, we're, what we, we're at, uh, we're one shy of 8,940. Let's get, let, let's get to 80, let's get to 9,000 today. Let's get to 9,000 today. If you're feeling bold, if you're feeling frisky, hit that subscribe button. Do it for me for the anniversary gift. And then if I don't make it up to you, if it's not worth your while, you can you can leave me at the altar. Thank God Jillian didn't. There was a horse collar sack on Brock, too. That should have been a first down. Damon, I I I, I saw the same thing. How about Trevor Lawrence's tackle of Ambry Thomas in the end zone? 
They would have called a 15-yarder on us. Well, th here's the thing. The 15-yard penalty was earned because those guys came off the sideline. That sucked. You can't do that. Like, have some discipline, sideline discipline. That's a good thing. Um, but Ambry Thomas got robbed of a career highlight. And, yeah, I did think that Trevor Lawrence was a little, uh, you know, that that that's the kind of a tackle that can get a guy hurt. It's a good thing Ambry Thomas popped right up. I'll also totally give Trevor Lawrence credit for running his ass off on that play. You know, he he didn't give up on it. Damon, you're going to be playing some Isley Brothers tonight. Happy 7th. Many, many more. Thank you very much, Rock. Thank you. D. Bruce kicking the ass of the 95-7 The Game postgame show. Holy mackerel. I'm not looking. I don't know what's going on. Again, I'm not worried about them anymore. They should absolutely be worried about me. They should be worried about me. They should be worried about Larry. They should be worried about YouTube. They should be worried about the future because the future is not on the radio. I know that for a fact. Chief Eugene says, I noticed that Lawrence was the only one on the Jaguars team that realized that that was a live ball. Yeah. I mean, look, Trevor Lawrence is a hell of a player. He had a bad day today. He had no time today. There was nothing he was going to get done this afternoon against a defense playing like that. Trevor Lawrence is good. But he has got some statistics that because of his draft position, because of his physical traits, will never get him labeled system quarterback. Never. Trevor Lawrence isn't functioning in his system nearly as well as Brock Purdy is functioning in his. Does it make any sense? Can I riddle you why? Can I, do, do I know? Can I point at it and tell you, oh, it's quantifiable. There it is. That's why. I Is he on the better team? Maybe. Purdy? Is he better coached? Maybe. Purdy? Is he surrounded by more talent that fits his uh, level of ability? Maybe. I, I, I can't explain it. But the guy who was the last pick in the draft right now through nine games is outplaying the guy who was the first pick in a draft or two before his. With less experience and as big of a gap that you can have between draft positions, Brock Purdy is probably the better quarterback this year. And then we can remove the word probably. If you want to start looking at things like, I don't know, statistics. Hey, at least Bears and Panthers was out of the way on Thursday night, and we don't need to worry about that. Our Sunday nighter. Again, I am going to be having a romantic dinner with my wife. You will have to watch Jets Raiders. Ugh. That's going to be a rough one, right? Damon, hit the club theme music. You want a little victory party? All right, let's go victory party. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. Let's go. Let's go victory party. Victory party. There you go. There you go. Sexy Damon. Sexier Damon. As capable of sexy Damon as we can actually get. 
John, again, also generous earlier today with the super chat, wants to know when we get in Ratto so we can hit him with a. That's actually that's 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 the reason why he might not be coming on. Look, I I can't promise you a Ratto. I, I can only ask for him to come on. He hasn't definitively said yes, and he's never definitively said no. It's just always been. I'm a little busy. I'm doing something. It'll it'll happen at some point. And may God have mercy on all of us. Should it would it happen? I can tell you that next week I've got a uh, uh, a date set up. Not sure which day, but we're going to come on back and have another chat with the Cobra. Matt Mayoko will be hopping by the station, the channel. I guess I should say no more stations. Stations are for. Uh, people who use hand crank engines. Um, so we're going to have Matt Mayoko on the channel next week. That is scheduled to appear. And I am working on our old pal, Nick Wright. How about a shameless plug for the Guardsman Tree Lot Party? Look, the Friday after... The Friday after Thanksgiving is move-in day at the tree lot. Then the weekend is our first weekend of selling Christmas trees. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be down at the Guardsman tree lot doing shows from down there. Larry, thank you for bringing it up. I appreciate that. Um, again, so many of you have been so nice and generous with me when it comes time to being nice and generous to raise great money for a good cause. Um, and that's what we do at the Guardsman Tree Lot. Hopefully you plan on coming on down and adorning your holidays with a Guardsman Christmas tree with some of our wreaths, our garland, all the, anything that you could ever want for your holiday needs. We'll have it for you at the Guardsman Tree Lot and we're going to be doing shows from down there. So Hopefully you plan on coming on down and, and hanging out. Otis Bird saying, yeah, the Cobra. Cobra will be coming through. Ooh, Cobra emoji, Cobra emoji, true blue forever, Cobra emoji, Cobra emojis everywhere. Nick Wrong. Look, Nick has made quite a career out of being wrong about Bay Area just about everything. He really has. He missed the entirety, breadth, width, and excellence of the Warriors dynasty. Totally, totally lost on him. And uh, again, he is suffering from some serious draftism when it comes to talking about Brock Purdy. Hold on now. My goodness. Richard Laura. Richard Laura dropping $100 saying happy anniversary, drinks and appetizers on the Laura family. Ricky, Jessica, Sophia, and Alexandria. Richard, thank you so much. Now, is this the same Richard? By the way, R Richard, if this is Richard who showed up at Plus Mania, I think that was Richard or Ricky, or if, if, if it's not, I, I did think that Alexandria was the name of the, the, the little girl that showed up at Plus Mania too, or maybe I got it all wrong and I'm, I'm, I'm confusing friendly new Plusers, but thank you so very, very much. What an incredibly generous super chat, Richard Deeply, deeply appreciate that. Postman, I deeply appreciate that as well. Thank you so much. Uh, no way I'm watching Sunday Night Football. Go Warriors. That's right. Warriors are back at it tonight. They got a little back-to-back. -back. 
Uh, oh, and it's no, it's not the play in tournament game that is coming up on Tuesday against Minnesota, but it's Minnesota tonight. Cleveland kind of took them to school. Um, but thank you so much, Postman. And again, to the Laura family, thank you, Ricky, Jessica, Sophia, and Alexandra. Thank you so very, very much. That means an awful lot to Jillian and I. Uh, when will Ray again? A request for Ray. Lynn wants to know when's he coming. Only Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat knows. Do I? Am I supposed to know who that cat is? I don't know. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, and thank you very, very much to Steve-O Smith. Five sacks, two interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and it's like music to his ears. Thank you, that super chat. Very, very nice. Appreciate it. Here's a legitimate question. Hey, diehard 49er fan, is this pretend or are we back? It's from iPhone Steven. Let me tell you this, Stephen. You can only beat the team in front of you. And sometimes, no matter how hard you try, you can't beat the team in front of you. There isn't momentum in between weeks. There isn't momentum in between months or opponents. Sometimes there's not even momentum in between halves to be found. All you can do is, I think, count on this. When the 49ers defensive line is executing in the neighborhood in which it executed today, and when the 49ers are healthy, they're as much of a handful as any team that can claim to be a handful in this league. The Eagles are a handful. Cowboys can be a handful. The Detroit Lions are a handful. The Kansas City Chiefs are a handful. The Miami Dolphins, I think, are a handful. The Bills are a handful. You got a defensive uh, Ravens team that is a handful, but loses at home today. A handful of really good football can still catch you a loss. Stay healthy. Take your shot in the postseason. And the Niners, if healthy, will have as good a shot as any team in this postseason, if healthy. I really believe that. They are built to be good right now. And for the second time this season against a truly very good, talented, respected opponent, you know, they filleted the Dallas Cowboys and then they just went on the road and ate the Jaguars alive. These are good signs. I don't think that they can be counted as bad signs. Now, a three-game losing streak, if you want to say that that's a bad sign, Hopefully that sign's in the rearview mirror. I'll agree with you. They were none, they were not cloaked in glory in those three losses. But when the 49ers, <clears throat> when they score north 30 points, they're going to be real hard to beat. Just that simple. 35 to 3. John says it's simple. We back. Richard Laura, there you go, competing with Rob for the C note title. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you very much to the Laura family. Very, very nice. Mick declaring it. We back, mofo. We back. Go Niners. And the, oh, Jillian just got home. Jillian's very happy. Go Niners. And she's saying thank you so much for all the anniversary kindness, too. Uh, Richard, yes, Damon, that is us. Thank you, the community. We appreciate all your hard work and dedication to this channel. Do me a favor, Richard. Reach out to me. Email me. I want to talk to you about something. I lost your number. I think you gave it to me, but I lost it. Um, hit me up, though. It was great to meet you, and I appreciate the good advice about uh, the knee pain. 
Uh, Schrodinger, Damon, by the way, Old Dirty Hungus, is a paradox of quantum superposition. Until you open the box, does the cat exist? It's the tree falling in the forest thing. Ah! There you go. But Richard, if you could, please reach out for me on Twitter, DM me, and I'll get back to you. Um, but man, what a, what a day for the 49ers. What a day for the Plus after a bye week. We get ourselves a big audience back. We get uh, an awful lot of very friendly super chatting here today. And again, the last thing you can do for me is hit that subscribe or like button. How about just 10 of you? 10 of you? Not asking for a super chat, not asking for anything other than for you to hit a subscribe button. That'll get me to 8,950. And we're just 50 away from 89. Then we're just 1,000 away from 10,000. And I'm going to tell you right now that only, I believe, 2% of all YouTube channels have 10,000 subscribers. So that would put us in a really good start for what is a year that isn't even close to being over in our first year. We're off to a really good start here. Thanks to you. Thanks to your support. It means a ton. Oh, speaking of support, why not you go ahead and offer some support to this guy right here? I don't know if you got any lunch plans coming up this week. If you don't, plan on eating at Ike's. Delicious. I'm telling you, my man. Thank you so much, Ike, for all your support. And as a big 49er fan, I know you got to be feeling good about today as well. The audience is excited to see you in the house. Adam saying, great guy in the house. And Freddie Jr., Freddie Jr., subscribed and liked. And thank you very, very much. And Freddie's not kidding because now we're at 941. Nine more to go, baby. Nine more to go to get to a totally arbitrary number that isn't even close to the goal I want to get to, but they all stack on top of each other. So thank you very, very much. What I am going to do is invite you once again to make sure 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, you're right back here. It's going to be Damon Bruce and Larry Kruger with 49ers Wake Up. We've got ourselves a huge game to talk about and a season that has you know, shall I say, come back into focus for some Niner fans who got, you know, blurry results from this team in the last three games. It was, it was, there's no reason to pretend that those were three really good losses. They were not. They were not. But this is the kind of turn it around sort of game that's going to put those so far in the rearview mirror that they don't matter anymore. Freddie, thank you. You and Larry, two seasoned veterans. Some good sports talk. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Going to need to brew the coffee early. Again, Erwin, I am close to the bag that you gave me that isn't the fills. I got a lot of fills upstairs, but you gave me something else, and I'm going to get into that bag of coffee next, my man. 
This is appointment content for any Niner fan. Thank you very much, old Dirty Hungus. I really do appreciate that. Uh, again, I told Larry that I would hop on his post-game show for a little bit, and I am going to stream that right here. So if you want more Damon Bruce, I'll tell you, you're about, oh, 20 minutes or so away from more Damon Bruce because I'm going to hop on with Larry. And then again, around 3.30, I got about an hour left in me here today, and I got to do a little post-production over here, make things happen, do a little streaming with Larry, and then I got to go take my wife out for a lovely anniversary dinner. And um, Irwin, I thought the profile was similar to Phil's that you like. I'm sure I'm going to like it, my man. I really am. And the fact that you were generous enough to bring it means I'm only going to like it even more. Thank you to all of you for coming on by for a little post-game in Damon today. It means an awful lot. Your support, your patronage, your super chats. Um Thank you so very, very much. Um, it's great that it's football again. Bye weeks suck. I'm glad that that's behind us. I'm glad the three-game losing streak is behind you, 49er fans. And now it's about finding excellence and remaining healthy as often as possible. That's what this is now. That's the goal. Find excellence, remain healthy. You keep on doing that, sky's the limit once again in this very interesting once again season for the 49ers. This was a big one for Kyle Shanahan today. He needed this one. He got this one, and he got this one in emphatic fashion. Steve Wilkes, again, no more press box for you. I don't want Steve Wilkes to press anything. Forget about booths and pressing. No pressing, no, me, no nothing. Don't, don't, even, don't press a button on an elevator. Don't press accept call. Don't press any just... No press boxing, no boothing, boots on the ground. That's where we want Steve Wilkes. I think, did that matter? I don't know. I don't know. But it matters to me that you guys show up and have such great support. Thanks again. We'll pop a bottle or two tonight. Thanks to all your generosity. It means the world. Um, again, I'll be streaming once again here a little bit with Larry Kruger. So don't you go anywhere. We'll be back in just a minute on the plus. Um, and then we're we're just going to uh, we're going to roll the night away and invite you on back for 49ers wake up as well. But thank you very much for tuning in. And as I always let you know, sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he is 